Welcome back to For the Hell of It, a lifestyle podcast where we talk about life and lessons learned while inspiring you to do things just for the hell of it. I am so excited for this week's episode because it was one of the number one requested episodes since the beginning. What is marriage like after having kids? Well, and in mine and Jordan's case, kid. Jordan was so nervous to do this, but after lots of begging, he finally gave in and he did a great job discussing what it's been like for us becoming parents. I do want to give you a content warning that this episode has been marked as explicit for some adult conversation. So if you listen with your kiddos, this is your fair warning. All right, friends, let's get into it. All right, friends, this has been a long-awaited episode, one of the first ones that people actually asked for, and I have been nagging my husband to do this for about two months, and um, tonight I didn't really give him a choice, so we are doing this, whether he's excited or not. (laughs) Um, So tonight we are going to be talking about marriage after kids, but in our case it's kid. We only have one um, right now. And so we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about our relationship and kind of give you guys a background of like our story and our timeline. And then um, we had some people write in questions um, specific to this topic. So we'll kind of go through those questions and answer those and kind of discuss from there. So, but first I'm going to let Jordan introduce himself. Hey everyone. Uh, Jordan Tapinka, I'm Ellie's husband, and the official episode name generator for the podcast. That's true. Every time I have an episode, I'm like, okay, I need you to name this. This is not a superpower of mine, and he is weirdly very good at it. So, Yeah, especially coming from a finance background. Yeah, doesn't really have a creative bone in his body, but for some reason, sure. he is he is quite good at naming podcasts. Yeah, I think I've had maybe... 80% of them? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, you're doing, you got a, you got a good average. Um, but a little bit about me, if you know me, uh, just love everything sports, love um, just being active in general, being outside, um, love going to the beach uh, when we were in Tennessee, loved going hiking, all of the above. Um, from, I'm from New Buffalo, so here in southwest Michigan where we live. Uh, We live about 30 minutes from there, Um, and then I work in the corporate finance world. Yes, he does. He is the uh, logical to my creative in many ways, which is a good balance. So we are going to talk about first kind of like our story and kind of how we met and kind of give people a background a little bit. Um, I don't remember when we met. Like, actually met? Weirdly, just came across a video, like a time hop video. Oh, gosh. From my college roommate, my freshman year college roommate. And, um, gosh, what would that have been now? Back in either 2008 or 2009. Yeah. So, yeah. 13, 14 years. Wow. Again, you're, yeah, again, you're doing the uh, math, 14, not me. 15 years ago. <laughs> um, so I think like initial meeting, obviously. Yeah, was sometime. Yeah, so little background. Jordan went to Central Michigan University, 
um, a group of my guy friends um, also went to Central and he happened to room with a couple of them. Um, and then I would go up and visit everybody. And I had some girlfriends that went to Central too. And so I would go up and visit everybody. And we must have met at some point, but I genuinely don't remember like our actual first meeting at all. So this, this video um, specifically. Yeah, you didn't even at, tell me about this video. was at um, Michael and David's oh, gosh. Uh, apartment in Bluegrass. Two, two-person apartment, so that was back in 2008. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Michael and Dave. Yeah, thanks guys. Um, but I think that was, obviously, they had parties every weekend. So right. So it was just like, a, yeah. probably just, hey, this is my friend, this is my friend. Um, yeah. But we... I think really when we actually met would be when I started hanging out with Jordan Jordan and Garrett yeah Jordan and Garrett are my best guy friends um two of my best guy friends from high school and they also ended up transferring to Central and um so I went up there to see them all the time and so yeah I also my future yeah he also lived with them at at another point as well so anyway so we met in college um we're always just friends we're always dating other people um, and then in the fall of, was it 2014, Garrett's wedding, Garrett's wedding, um, we were both in the wedding and I had just recently become single and I, we got to the wedding, you know, the wedding weekend early and we were all hanging out at Garrett and Deanna's house and Jordan, I'll never forget like Jordan, I had been, I was walking down the stairs of their house and Jordan was coming in from a run. And I I mean, mind you, I've known him at this point for years. And for some reason I was just like, oh, hello, like looking at him different. And I just, I was like, oh, this is weird. You know, whatever. I'm not going to think anything of it. And then I found out he was bringing a date to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, well, never mind. I guess, you know, wasn't meant to be blah, blah, blah. But then the rest of those few days, like leading up to the wedding and then the day of the wedding, we were just, I I refer to it as like our vibe. Jordan mocked me for that when I first said no, that, when we first we started always, dating. We always said that. Okay, but you did mock me for it when I said it. And it was just this vibe. We were just like vibing off of each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really like into him, but he has a date, whatever. Fast forward to the actual wedding, I was like really wanting to hang out with him, but he had brought a date and so he was being respectful like he is and, but I wanted to hang out with him. So I just walked up and introduced myself to his date and said, come on guys, let's go dance. (laughs) I made them come out on the dance floor and dance with us. And then he ended up hanging out with her all night, which was fine. And yeah, he's heavy, just... As my good friend, not he's not my friend, but Knox McCoy, I listen to the podcast religiously. He always says, no for the audio, because you can't see his face. He is doing a heavy eye roll. But he did hang out with her, which is good. It was respectful. You brought her as a date. But then very quickly text me the next day. And like literally from then on, we just were texting. So what's funny about this is that this was during like Snapchat times and we very much were like back then on Snapchat. I don't even know if you can do that. Can you see your top friends on Snapchat now? Mm, I don't think so. I don't well, think so. Well, there's little emojis that you could tell. 
well for your own if they're your friends right but, but you used to be able to see used to who see everyone's. yeah you used to be able to see which is just a horrible horrible thing is probably for the best that that is not a thing probably anymore caused a lot of fights. it probably did but i will not so we were just snapchatting forever i'll never forget when jordan our friend jordan te- <laughs> did he text me or you first i don't what? He definitely texts me. He texts both of us at separate times and was like, why the heck is Ellie your top Snapchat friend? And why the heck is Jordan your top Snapchat friend? Because we'd been, t- we talked for months before we told any of our friends. And I don't know why we did that. I feel like we just mostly did it because we didn't really know where it was going and we didn't want to make a big deal about it. Yeah. And it was like probably a honeymoon stage, you know, when you first start. Yeah. We were just like, just, just hanging out. Right. So anyways, we talked and hung out for like six months before we even like made it official. Their wedding was in October and we didn't make it official till February. That's four. Okay. Well, again, I'm not in math. <laughs> not a math gal. But anyways, so we talked for a while, started dating. Um, and then we dated for a couple years. We got engaged in 2017 and then in June of 2017, and we got married in 2018, and then we ended up having Chandler in 2021, so just shy of our three-year anniversary. So we were married for just shy of three years before we actually had Chandler. Um, but I did kind of want to talk about a little bit, like at, for a certain period of time, like we kind of went back and forth and even really wanting kids. Yeah. I, and I think it was more of, obviously, we were enjoying the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, freely can do whatever you want. We were going on short weekend trips. To yeah. Very, close. like, we were very sporadic. Like, we're not crazy planners. Like, we're kind of, like, fly by the seat of our pants people. We're obviously more planners now. But back then, we would be like, oh, let's go do this this weekend. Or, oh, hey, why don't we drive down to wherever today? Like, it was very random and always like kind of on the spot and so I think for a period of time for me at least I was like oh my gosh like I mean so I also not that okay before anyone comes for me for this too not that dogs or pets are kids I'm not saying it's the same thing but it is it there is a level of like responsibility there so I had a dog that I brought into our relationship and so there was always that aspect of like oh we got to find Bailey you know, someone to watch Bailey or, oh, we need to board Bailey if we're going to go do this, you know? So there was like that, that we had to consider. And even that some days was like annoying because we wanted to just go and do whatever we wanted. And so I think for me, I kept thinking, okay, well, if we have a kid, like it's really not going to be as easy. It's not as simple. And so I think for me, for a period of time, I was like, I don't know that I want to have to have that I don't know what the word is. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I hear you. Um, if anyone knows me, it, I'm a selfish individual a little bit. I mean, <laughs> we'll just say I'll you're say a little... Uh, that's a nice way of putting it. Independent, very... Yeah, so, I don't like the word selfish because so that sounds so negative. But it's... You just very much... Enjoy my time. You do. And yes. giving that up at a point in time was, you know, you think... Do you want to give that up? So Yeah. But do you remember the moment when we discussed like actually wanting to and like deciding that we were going to start trying? Mm-hmm. You do? I mean, 
the vis- general vicinity, not the actual conversation. Oh, I remember the actual conversation. We were in Tennessee and we were at the Mexican restaurant and we were sitting and I said, I think I, I think I want to have kids and I think I'm like ready to start trying. And you were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone that knows Jordan, it's like, he's so go with the flow, like almost to a fault that sometimes I like beg him to have an opinion on something or to like speak up a little bit more because he just, not that you seem indifferent, but it just feels very sure. Like, (laughs) and that sometimes drives me freaking crazy. But I remember so clearly you were just like, okay. And I was like, okay, are we going to do this? And so that was, I think it was in February or March of uh, of so that would have been 2019 no 2020 no it was 2020 yeah february 2020 yeah and so we kind of not before right before covid so not to get like too like graphic but we basically we just weren't like preventing pregnancy at that point we weren't Mm -hmm. like you know, I wasn't really tracking anything or it was just kind of like, okay, if it happens, it happens in, you know, like we weren't in a huge rush. And so we were just, we pulled the goalie, so to speak. So that was like February, March of 2020. We didn't get pregnant until the end of November, but I will say we started after, so after we had um, found out we were moving back to Michigan. um, So that was in the summer, we moved back in July in August, I believe I started kind of tracking and deciding like, okay, I want to take this more seriously. Like it's not just happening like that quickly. So let's just do it. So I started tracking my ovulation, yada, yada. Um, and then we got pregnant like two months later or three months later. So it was, I mean, if you think of it in the grand scheme of things, I feel like it was pretty quickly ish. I mean, yeah, but it, again, I, I we, know yeah, everybody has lot. different you know, timelines and stuff. Sometimes you think you pull the goalie, it's just going to, it's just going to happen. Right. And that was definitely an eye opening. Yeah. And it didn't, but we also weren't in a, like I said, we weren't in a rush. I feel like, so I wasn't ever like super disappointed. Like I was just kind of like, okay, if it happens, it happens. Like I was like getting excited, but also not like stressing yet. But there's also times of like, why yeah like why is this not happening it is I think it would be a lot easier yeah so well yeah i mean there's so many people that you hear that there's also so many people you don't hear about which yeah. is something that come to light obviously now yeah right so we got pregnant and so i'll just kind of i'm gonna do a whole episode on kind of like my pregnancy and like postpartum i've said that before which i will do um but we're not gonna go deep into that today but um we got pregnant. I was so excited. Um, the day that I found out, I was genuinely shocked. Like, I could not believe that it was real. Um, I waited till later that day to tell him. He was shocked, I think. Yeah, big time shock. Um, and we were just, just like... Just because at that time, it's 10 months. Plus. Yeah, it had been a while. And so... He was like, seriously? So from then on, like, we were just... It's kind of crazy because, like, the minute you become pregnant, at least for me, I just felt consumed by it. Like, every... And Jessica and I talked about that a little bit in her episode, but 
you just can't think about anything else. You're like, okay, I got to think about my food and my exercise and like what I'm doing and what I shouldn't do. And, you know, it's just, it can become so overwhelming um, and like so self-consuming. Like it became almost like an obsession for a while. Not so much on the guy's end. Yeah, on the guy end, well, yeah, you can speak I on mean, that. But obviously it's different because you're not going through the actual right. physical changes. So you're not going to necessarily feel that. Exactly. And at least for me, out of sight, out of mind is a... Yeah, yeah. that's like his motto for life, <laughs> annoyingly. But... He's um, like, whatever. I did want to be prepared. So like reading yeah. books and, yeah, he and did. understanding what is going to happen... Um, even though I am so laid back, I do like to be prepared. And um, so I, I was doing that, but at the same time, it wasn't like over consuming. Right. And he was like, he was very pro, like he, I think he bought a book before I even had a book. And I was like, okay, here we go. Like he was ready, which is super awesome. Um, and was very like reassuring to me because I felt like he was taking it seriously and he was excited because it is like, I mean, you can't. And we said this in Jessica's episode, you can't ever fully prepare. No. I mean, now we know that. <laughs> but you can prepare yourself as much as you can, you can, you know, and as much as you want to. But just know that, like, you truly can never be. It's just something that you can't fully understand until you're living it, unfortunately. But I do think there are definitely things that we did. Like, we did do. So we each read some books. Um the book I read, my sister gave me, I'll put it in the show notes. It's, I love it. I've given, I've gifted it to other people. It's like the girlfriend's guide to pregnancy or something. And it's kind of written as if you're just having a conversation with like a girlfriend. So it's very like casual, but still gives a lot of like solid information. So that was awesome. And then Jordan read a couple, which I'll put in the show notes too. Yeah. I think it was, uh, dude, you're going to be a dad, which yep. is the, the guy's perspective and puts it into almost a comical it throws some comedy in there it is funny yeah i would with, we would read it together sometimes with the actual process of what's going on which is very helpful and i think the thing that i want to know is more the process because everyone's different everyone's going to handle it different but at least the process the general knowledge is what i wanted process of pregnancy or process of like delivery process or of what's gonna happen what to like, expect like baby like coming uh your different moods Oh yeah. That was, that was really cool. Like the book that he's talking about, it would say like, okay, right now she's however many weeks she's probably really, really tired right now. And like Mm -hmm. kind of gave him like an insight into how the woman and it's, you know, every pregnancy is different, but may or may not be feeling at that like specific part of the pregnancy. So um, I'll drop all of that into the show notes so that if you want to gift it to someone or if you are looking to become pregnant or newly pregnant, they may be helpful. So we did that, but then we also did a, um, a birthing class online, which <laughs> Jordan, so I found this woman, I will add her info. I thought it was super helpful. And again, like we can get into that, into my, my birth story and and postpartum episode, but it was, she's, she's a doula. So she has a lot of holistic things. Jordan was not loving the way she described a lot of things, but I found it super helpful. I thought it was good, especially 
I mostly did it for like the birth portion of it, not so much the postpartum and like newborn stuff. I don't even really know that I watched any of the newborn stuff because there is content for the newborn there's stuff. A lot of but yeah, there's a lot of content. It's super helpful. You can like buy this course. And again, this was during COVID. So we didn't have like, there was no in person yeah, no classes, Lamaze classes, anything like that. So it was like, it is what it is. So, anyways. So yeah, so we did as much as we could beforehand. Um, I think we talked really openly about how we wanted to kind of delegate some things like, you know, a couple of our priorities. Number one was we have a dog. And so one of our big priorities, like as a couple and like as a family was that we didn't want to neglect our dog once our um, baby was here. And I think I understand a hundred percent why, like when people say like, I resent my dog after I have this baby, like I get it. I really do. Especially when your dog is 85 pounds and big and loud and whatever. But, um, but for us, like uh, Brooks is very much like a part of our family and we are huge dog people. So for us, we were like, okay, he's used to going on a walk every single day. So we are going to do our very best to do that every day. If that means it's just you or it's just me or it's both of us. And we've done really well with that. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah. that was something that we put forth like from the start that was like a goal for us. We also, this did not happen really. And we'll get into it in the questions, but I wanted us to do some like counseling um, after he came just to kind of like, as like a refresher. So like we did premarital counseling right. and I think we didn't love our counselor, to be honest, but at all, <laughs> but, but it was, helpful, it was helpful in a lot of ways. And there are things that we got out of that counseling that we still kind of utilize today, mm-hmm. like kind of outlining how we want our relationship in our house to run. So I think if I, but it's almost, it's really almost realistic, unrealistic to think like with a newborn, you're going to go to a counselor. No. So like, I kind of wish we would have done it before he got here because that may have been more. But also, there's only so much, you know, right. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like, so you learn so much. So what I'm saying is, is we need to go to counseling now, (laughs) Mm. now that we don't have a newborn. But, um, so anyways, there were a few things that we tried to do beforehand, but very much like you're just going to have to start to figure things out as you go by experience is yeah. the best way to learn and you learn that quick as soon as the baby comes yeah so okay we're gonna jump into some questions so and again these are questions that people submitted through my instagram um the for the elevate podcast instagram so these come from listeners not from us okay what was the biggest this is specific for you Mm-hmm. What was the biggest adjustment to make for you as the dad after the baby came? Uh, biggest adjustment for me, and like I said earlier, a little bit uh, selfish with my time. I'm very active. I love, I mean, I was playing in multiple sport leagues. Multiple. <laughs> that was something that we learned in counseling. I said, listen, I don't love that you're in three leagues at a time because that means three to four days out of the week, you are completely absent from our home. And so we made a agreement. Yeah. At the time it was two leagues 
at a time. Then got abolished. I did not get abolished. <laughs> and then we discussed before he came that having a baby one league at a time yeah. was sufficient. Which I think I Which abided by. you pushed slightly. Because it was, it was like softball. As this being the biggest adjustment. Okay, was... yes. But softball in your one league that was like your actual league. But then he would sub for a, still softball, but a completely different league. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't just fall under the same. But I would try not to do it in the same week. That is not true. Um... This, is what, this is what we would argue about. Because his softball games for his main league were on like Fridays, Thursdays or Fridays usually. Yeah, Thursdays or Fridays could be either one. And then the other one was like Tuesday or Wednesday for the sub one. Right, that's the and same week. I know, but I tried to not do it on the same week. But you Maybe had towards it. the end it bled into the same week. <laughs> okay. But, anyway, um, but so I continue. Would say for me, that was obviously the biggest adjustment for myself. Um. But quickly understanding that you have to adjust your own schedule as well. Um, I think, you know, I used to go to the gym or do something like do a sport or do something after work every day. Um, And then moving that, you know, knowing that you're at home with him all day. um, And me wanting to see him before he goes to sleep, I ultimately had to go to the gym or do whatever I wanted before he wakes up. So completely adjusting my schedule, which um, was fine and I got used to, but that would definitely be the biggest yeah. adjustment. I also want to, I should have prefaced with this, two things. First thing is that um, Jordan, we were very, very blessed and Jordan got a full four weeks off yes. um, of work, paid maternity or paternity leave insane and insane I and i would say I, if i we will talk about this in more depth in further questions but i truly cannot even imagine him not having been there and again we'll get more into that in like kind of my postpartum as a first time parent but also just like the struggles that i had postpartum personally yeah. i truly 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 cannot even believe that there are people that like, don't, I just feel they don't get anything. And I just feel so blessed and like privileged. <laughs> it is very much a privilege that I am acknowledging right now. And so I want to say that first and foremost. So he did get four weeks. Yes, so that was amazing. So four full weeks, the first month of Chandler's life, he was home with both him, both Chandler and myself, which was amazing. Yeah. And as a first time parent, I honestly don't know how people, don't do that and that might be honestly a question I ask and if I have any potential future interviews with other people it would be yeah like what's your paternity leave leave? because like that benefit that I got um and now my existing company was amazing yeah and they actually his company after Chandler switched it to six weeks now yeah so I missed out yeah, we missed out on those two extra like a weeks. Couple of months, I but still, but two. still, you know, if you're at this job for our next baby, that's amazing. So that's what I want to say first and foremost. Second thing to keep in mind as we're discussing all of this, I have chosen to stay at home with Chandler, mm-hmm. and well, we have chosen as a family have chosen that, 
And so this may not apply like the what we're going to talk about and like answer how we answer these questions may not apply to everyone the same way because there are people who choose either mom goes back to work and dad stays home or dad goes back to work and mom stays home, whatever that may be. But some people, you know, don't have that. I'm going to call it a luxury. Like we, we are thankful to be in a financial, um, state that we are comfortable enough and we've found ways that this is working and I do freelance and stuff on the side so that I can supplement a little, but for the most part, you know, I am, my job now is to be home with Chandler. So just keep that in mind as we're answering some of these questions, because if you, you know, are a mom that works or, you know, outside of the home or you plan on it, um, our answers may look a little different than what yours mm-hmm. would or will. So let's see. What is one way our relationship has become stronger since having Chandler? I think gotten stronger. I would say just the appreciation for each other, for what we, like what each other does. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I think... Both in the home and outside of the home. Like... Yeah. Because, like, for me, now that I'm not contributing in the same financial way that I used to to our home and, like, into our family, that has been a little bit of a struggle for me. And, like, I know I haven't... I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but, like, it's just... It feels weird. I mean, I have worked since I was 14 years old. So, to, you know, not be working in that kind of capacity. I do consider what I do at home work because it's, Mm -hmm. it is the hardest job I've ever had (laughs) hands down. And I, I don't think you can fully grasp what that means until you're living it. I definitely did not fully grasp it until I've been living it, but, um, that's yeah. So just touching on that is like, I appreciate you staying at home with him and the, the amazing things that you do for him, but also you reciprocate by saying, you know, I really appreciate you either supporting financially or yeah. just going to work every day and yeah. and helping us out. Um, so it's like both ways. That yeah. We're right. Because I think, I think for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, you know, I get to do all these things with him all day long. Um, you know, I can take him to the zoo or I can take him to do, do fun things because we are financially comfortable enough to do that stuff because you are, you know, supporting us financially. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. And then I'm also thankful that I get to, you know, and I also keep in mind, like, because you're doing that, you are going to miss out on some things Mm -hmm. that I get to have. So I think just like it, yeah, the appreciation for each other and like what we do and what we bring to the table for our family as a whole and as a couple, but as a whole, I think is, it just makes me like very thankful to have my partner that I do. Yeah. That's the, definitely the biggest, um, so I think that's that's grown. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I don't think that we, (laughs) not that we didn't appreciate each other before, but we are very independent people like individually. And so when we, even when we were married, I mean, yes, our finances are all together, but like, and we, we had, did stuff we did separately, stuff separately all the, all the time. Like we have no problem like having like a lot of our different parts of our life independent from one another, but we obviously have our life together mm-hmm. as well. But 
I just think that now I just notice and appreciate our togetherness more and like how we support one another. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. What's something that surprised you about your partner after becoming parents? This one. um, Oh God. I I mean, I'm I'm just going to say, uh, didn't surprise me at all, but just being a mom, I knew that you'd be a good mom. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, I think, how you still kept up and managed with your friends and tracking all your friends' kids and uh, still being a part of everyone's life is the most surprising thing just because I know how taxing yeah. managing my, all my, of this My brain is. is mush 95% of the time. So that is the biggest surprise. Like, I don't know, just thinking about my friends' kids and... Yeah. Yes, I know who they are, but do I know their birthdays? <laughs> He's like, I know your name. <laughs> do I know their birthdays? Do I know what they like? Do I know all the yeah. stuff that you know the ins and outs of all your friends and all their kids and keep track of everything, which um, to be able to manage is insane. Well, that's very sweet, babe. Thank you. My friends are very important to me. My friends and my family are very important to me. And that was something I posted about this this week, like, you know, your friends and your family, like those are the community that like help you once you become a parent. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you don't keep up on those friendships, why would you like expect them to step up and help you if you're not even maintaining a basic friendship with them? Like we've had so many people, you know, we have had friends that have watched Chandler or if we are, you know, going on vacation that will, we'll watch the dog or let the dog out or Even if we haven't taken them up on it still yeah continue oh yeah ask, still continue like... to ask people are like oh we'd love to watch Chandler or like how about you guys go on a date night and we'll you know and I just think that has been like super important so I appreciate that you noticed that um I was gonna say about you I was surprised you've always been really good with kids like but you're just a quiet like a more quiet being just in general like as a human you're just kind of quiet laid back chill but with Chandler you really like are goofy and let like kind of that inner child come out more which is really fun to watch so that kind of surprised me because I don't feel like you do that with like our friends kids I mean you do a little bit I guess and even with my nieces and nephews like you very much communicate and hang out with them and like but you don't necessarily get as like silly and wild as you do with like Chandler. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I was very surprised by that, but I love it. It's fun. It is fun. Um, okay. Let's see. What's the next question. Okay. What was the biggest change that you saw in me after the first few months after we had him? Um, I'd say just the amount of naps. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, okay. I know I, no, I love to nap. Understandable. And we'll get into that with a later question, but the sleep thing was... Yeah. No, like I said, it's rough. understandable. That was totally a joke. Um, but... It's true, though. I really do nap way more than I ever have in my entire life. I, I just... Before, you liked to nap. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't a necessity. Yeah. Now it's like... I need to recharge. Yes. Stat. The the thing that comes to mind is just your appreciation for family time. Uh, just real, really enjoying the things that we do together and wanting it to be like as perfect. Not perfect. I shouldn't say perfect. Like 
the best time that we can have. Yeah. Um, but also giving Chandler the most on holidays. Like, yeah. I think you really cherish holidays. Yeah. Um, it's a big thing for me. Now it's like, not over the top, but <laughs> you really want to swing for the fences. Okay, on. that's funny you say that because I was just talking to Tiffany about this. I did nothing for Valentine's Day. Absolutely nothing. We went to an Easter thing and I did not have a basket for him. Yeah, but that's just like a forgetful thing. Like you still like, made the the choice for us to go to friends and yeah. do Easter egg hunt. Yeah. And go to your families and do an Easter egg hunt. So like the, that's there. The basket piece is just a forgetful <laughs> item. A mom forgetful brain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no. I, I think you just really value that, but the change is like it you want it to be super special. Yeah. Whereas we before, obviously we can go to a holiday and you still wanted to go right. to those holidays. It right. just hits a little different. It really does. I feel like once you have kids, it's like you just want them to like like we talked about in Jessica's episode. You you get to experience things through their eyes and it's so cool to like see how excited they get about opening a present or how excited they get about reading all these Christmas books or watching Christmas movies and you know all of that and as you know Chandler gets older and stuff it's going to become even more fun you know so I think for me it's just cool to see same it. thing with me pushing Space Jam on him. Yeah, yeah. Jordan's like really pushing Space Jam <laughs> lately, and he's just not that into it. He likes it. He told he me he loves to, the opening scene. He told me the, I was gonna say he told me he told me to turn basketball. it off the other day after that scene. So I was like, okay, we're done. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good one. Um, how do you balance the mental load and home duties? Well, I don't. <laughs> First and foremost, there is no balance. It is always a hot mess, if I'm going to be honest. I don't think this is the answer for everybody, but for me, when it comes... Okay, this is just my personal opinion, and I am not... I am definitely someone who likes to keep things picked up and tidy in a way, but I'm not like crazy about having spick a and span. spick and span perfect home. I don't think... Yeah. Neither we've of neither of us are like that. We've never been like that even before having Chandler. But I think now I just value my time with him more than I value a perfect home. Yeah. Which makes sense. Do you agree? I would agree. So like for example, I, you know, I'm home with him all day. I, you know, I could spend the morning like doing all the dishes and vacuuming and doing all the laundry. And I instead usually sit and, you know, we eat breakfast. We might watch a show for a little bit. We read a couple books and then I'm like, okay, let's go throw in a lot load of laundry. And I kind of like throw it in there, but it, I don't get consumed by mm-hmm. the stuff. I try my best to do some of that stuff. Like we just space it out more. And I guess I've just come to a point where I'm just okay with not with not having a perfect, perfect yeah. home yeah. all the time. <laughs> I just for me, and I know like like Tim and I talked about this in his episode, you know, I'm referencing all these episodes, but these conversations keep are popping into my head like Tim is very much 
my brother-in-law, um, he gets very anxious when his home is not picked up or cleaned up. And so for him, it is a higher priority. It's just a higher priority, but he's even talked about how he's learning to kind of like let some of that go. And like, Mm -hmm. he would rather be more present with the boys. So I think for me personally, that mental load and those house duties are always going to be there. They are not going away. We will do laundry for the rest of our lives. I could do laundry every single... I have to vacuum. I could vacuum twice a day. Easy. Yeah. With our dog. But I vacuum vacuum once a day. And it's just like, it is what it is. If somebody comes over and there's dog hair on the floor, I'm sorry. My my dog lives here. I don't know what to tell you. For me... Um, this is a easy one for me, but just knowing that you need time, your own time and, um, obviously it's difficult for you when you, you're, you're managing Chandler 90% of the day. Um, but when it comes to home duty, like for me, so the mental load is knowing I have time for myself. So I get up early, I, I do my thing, I do my routine and then when it comes to home duties, knowing that I'm at work and you're constantly on the like 100% all day, when I get home, I want to help out or like do the dishes or yeah, um, just be there uh, a little more. But also, I think on the home duties, we do a really good job of if you see one person doing it, the other one's going to help. Yeah. A- and not all the time because one of us is watching Chandler, but... Um, if we do have the time, someone's going to step up. It's not like you're just going to sit there while the other one does it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like that when we first moved in together and like got married and kind of all of that, like we, we kind of just, I don't know if we lucked out, but we, I feel like when we do laundry, like we just do all of the laundry. Like we don't, well, we've talked about this recently. Jordan has never once done Chandler's laundry. I'm not calling you out. I'm just being honest. But as far as like our laundry as adults, like if he's doing laundry, he does all of it. He doesn't like pick out my stuff and then only do his, you know, and then vice versa. If I'm doing Plus there's a basketball game. Well, true. But if I'm doing laundry, then I'll just do all of ours. And then if he's if he does dishes in the morning, then I'm like, OK, I'll do, you know, dishes later or I'll I cook dinner and he does dishes. It's kind of like our evening routine. So we just kind of naturally fell into that, I feel like. I don't think it was like a huge conversation for us. I know for some people it needs to be, but I think if it needs to be that conversation, writing out the main tasks, like Jordan for the most part takes out the trash. Yeah, and I think it's also reading your partner a little bit as well. Yeah. Knowing something that they hate doing. Right. If if you don't hate it that much. Like just I hate it. dishes. Yeah, I that, that is my main point right there. Loathe doing the dishes. I mean, I would do, I would rather do three chores than just right. do the dishes. And knowing that you hate dishes, that's like a main thing on my priority list of like, right. I got to get that done. Right. So like he often is the one doing the dishes and then I cook and he does a lot of the outside. Well, I won't say a lot of, he does the, he mows the lawn. I do kind of the flowers, that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to just like cleaning stuff you know it's definitely I think pretty pretty fairly shared I think maybe since I've been home it's a little heavier on me which I get but there are days where I'm like okay Mm -hmm. clean a toilet 
you know? But I think it's just being really upfront and like as much as you can, just kind of talking through, just like when you get married or you move in with someone, if it's, you know, you have to discuss how things get done. Because I think the resentment builds when you don't have the conversation. And if you're not having the conversation about it and I'm mad about something that you're not doing, like I've always said, I just think it's unfair to be mad at someone if they have no idea why you're mad because they can't fix it then. And I'm very much a person that if you tell me to do something, I'm just going to do it. Right. Like, and so again, just reading your partner and understanding is probably the best way to, um, you know, knock out those home duties. Yeah. So what has been the best? Okay. Well, let me do this one first. What was the first year like versus now? Are we saying first year of marriage or no first, first year, year after of children first year after children um versus now so Chandler just for reference is a little over a year and a half yeah so I think it'll be the, two in the August first year the big difference between the first year and the second year is first year is one the sleep so bad um so so bad <laughs> and I breastfed so it was really heavy on me for sleep well like getting up that but also being able to do stuff because they sleep so much oh yeah 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 that's true as an infant they are sleeping a lot so you're still able (laughs) to break away for a little bit yeah but also that first two weeks is hell absolute hell there's no way to sugarcoat it so that unless you have a miracle baby which I've had friends that are like, oh, my baby slept, you know, six hours right away. And I'm like, I don't know what that's like. Chandler woke up every two hours yeah. for months. <laughs> so. So the sleep on both ends on that way, being a bad guy in the first year of that first couple month, or like first couple weeks slash one month. Yeah. Um, but then also the first six months, they're sleeping a lot. So yeah. So you can still get that breakaway time. Um, yeah, for so yourself or for us, and yeah, whatever. Well, and then that was like time for us house. to just like hang out too sometimes, like without him, without like focusing on just like right. keeping this small being alive. We could just like sit down and be like, How was your day? <laughs> like, just a very like simple way to like connect sometimes was nice to just like as they're you know, because they do they nap so much in the beginning that there is a lot more, I don't want to say downtime, but there's more time where they're sleeping than they are awake. Mm-hmm. And so like you could get out and go mow the lawn or you, could, yeah. like you could just break away. I think the difference between year one and year two is in year two, you've already built those routines. Yes. Um, so you kind of have it structured and you know what a day is going to be like. Obviously you don't know what their attitude is going to be like <laughs> or what their, yeah like what the new thing is for the day, but at least you have the structure and you you can map out the day on what you expect to happen. Not that it's going to, but um, yeah. you, have the, you have the routines down and they know that they're going to bed at a certain time. Like 7.30, he's already yeah. itching his eyes. and Right, and I think that's, that's what I was going to say. So like the first year you are, I, I don't know, first year. I would say the first six, six months... months. You are surviving. Yeah, learning by experience. You're learning, you're trial and error, you're just doing 
what you can, you know, and there are so many bright points in that. Don't hear me like say like, it's just all crap. It's not (laughs) by any means. And everybody's different. Some people love the newborn stage. I personally did not. Yeah. Oh, you can build such a bigger connection. Yeah. It was not for me. And I'll get into that in a later episode, but for me, it was not my favorite part. Six months to 12 months was like more of a sweet spot and where I feel like we started to like kind of get a bit more of a rhythm. We're getting there. We're still not there, but we were getting there and it was like getting a little bit better. Um, And like in that time, then it was like I started to feel a little bit more comfortable. We started going on a couple dates Mm -hmm. and like kind of trying to focus like more time on us. And like Jordan said, at that time, you know, you're starting to get more of a like actual schedule. So he would go to bed and then the evenings it would just be him and I, which was so nice because then we could watch shows together or talk or catch up or play games or whatever. So like for us. I think, and then it just continued that way. So like now going in, you know, in the second year, it's even more so that way. Like we have, I would say we have our evenings for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he does go to bed at seven 30 and everybody's schedules are different, but how we've done it is we've chosen, he does wake up at 6am, but I would rather have more of an evening where I can kind of decompress, hang out with you. And mm-hmm. kind of just like chill for the night. And if that means I need to get up early, then I'll get up early. Right. Because there's only so much. I mean, at that point in the night, there's only so much they can do. And right. Like, so it's better to have our time at, at that point. But that's yeah. our, our schedule. Yeah. So I do think that the biggest difference is just you start to get more time as a couple mm-hmm. later on. At least for us. Yeah, and we felt a lot more comfortable. Like, we just went to Mexico in November, you know, and he that was a big deal. That was the first time we'd ever left him for more than a night. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people don't even do that at that point. But we, you know, we both felt comfortable with it, and it was so good for us. Yeah. Like, that trip was everything <laughs> like it was i missed him shout out, to shout out yeah andrea and rhett thanks for getting married um we went to mexico for a friend's wedding it was a blast um and i'm so glad that we went because there was a part of me that was like very hesitant to go and i almost didn't go mm-hmm. but i was like you know what i need to like i want to su- again i want to support my friends who have been super supportive for us and also i want some one-on-one time with my husband and it was so needed and i'm so so glad that we did it Mm -hmm. so i think that's the biggest difference okay um we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back we will answer the last i will make this break short and sweet i first and foremost just wanted to say thank you again for all of your support with the show so far i have been so filled up by your encouraging words and kind messages ratings and reviews which brings me to my second point if you haven't already would you rate and review the show it not only makes my day to learn what you're loving most about the podcast but it also helps others find the show With your help, this podcast can grow and encourage an even bigger audience to do things just for the hell of it. Okay, that's all I needed to say. Let's get back to my conversation with Jordan. All right, we are back. 
Okay, we're going to jump right back in. Um, okay, we're going to go into some PG-13, or perhaps rated R questions. Jordan's favorite. He's cringing currently. Um, so first and foremost, how do we make time for intimacy time? Hmm. That one's right now we're in a good spot, obviously, because we only have one. We only have one. That's a huge difference, difference, I think. Yeah, between having multiples because I, a lot of this would be probably very different if we had multiples. Yeah. But so only having one and him being so young is also helpful because, like we just mentioned, he goes goes to bed bed at seven thirty. He naps really well during the day. Naps during the day, (laughs) so um, I think it's. Not easy, but almost yeah. easy for us to find time just because of the the routine that we have. Yeah. I will say I don't think – I don't ever want it to become, like, scheduled. No. Because I think that kind of takes a little – and I get why some people have to do that. Like, I really do. I'm not judging by any means. But I think for us and for me, it would, like, just not feel the same mm. if it was very super scheduled. No, that was, like – when we were trying to make a baby. That, yeah, that, that was, was like, it was like, okay, I'm ovulating. Let's go right now. We have to at noon. And he'd be like, are you serious? I'd be like, yes, let's go right now. Um, no, I wasn't. Yeah, so I wasn't referencing more from like scheduled, but more of like the time slots. That yeah, the time. Yeah, I think we, but what I'm saying is, is like, I also think that be, like for a lot of people, and again, maybe this kind of goes back to, like how do you balance like the mental load and the house duties and the chores and all of that? Again, I think it's because we don't, and I mean, we don't have a sloppy house. Like our house is not trash, Mm. but I don't want people to think like I'm not cleaning, but it's just not like our top priority. So if that means like we have a minute to like spend one-on-one with just each other. And if we choose to be intimate, instead of doing laundry, Mm -hmm. then that's what we're choosing. You know, like I think it's just about priorities and like what you want to do to connect as a couple. And we're not connecting over doing dishes. So I would rather (laughs) spend time with him in other ways. Um, It is hard. Yeah. It is like, you know, and it, uh, Right. Like we said, it's going to change because as he gets older, he's going to sleep less during the day, you know, eventually get rid of that nap and, you know, whatever. So it it does limit things. So I guess like if you need to get creative, like maybe if you have a friend or a family member that can take your kid or kid or kids for the day or half a day Mm -hmm. on a Saturday and that gives you and your husband or you and your partner some alone time, do it. Sexcapade. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, because I, I think like we get so in our heads about like, oh, it has to be this like perfect circumstance and all of this. And it's like, it really doesn't Mm-mm. like, you know, can I share this story? No, please don't. Okay. I won't share a story. <laughs> so anyways, um, <laughs> this is like Jordan's actual nightmare right now coming to life. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, maybe the person asking this is like they're just not finding the time or it's like not a priority for them. And so I think it's shifting your mindset and making it a priority because it is a way to connect with your spouse or partner and 
that is super important. And so I think you have to be the one to kind of like make that happen. Keying back to our marriage counseling. Yes. Um, physical touch. It yeah. It could be someone's top Yeah, love top love language. We should do the love language thing again. Mm, I think we know ours pretty well. Well, okay, so my love language is what? My number one. Words of affirmation. Absolutely. And Jordan doesn't talk, so you know how that goes. And I would say, I mean, I don't know if physical touch is like way up there for me. Right. I don't think on either of ours is. No, yours is like, Jordan Jordan would be happy if I never hugged him again. Let's be honest. Um, I don't, is yours quality time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quality time is probably my second highest. Yeah. But again, yeah, so I, that's a great point. Like if your partner is physical touch and you know that, like just finding ways to kind of like bring that intimacy, it doesn't always have to just be like sex. It can be other things. Yeah. There's other ways to be intimate with each other. Um, so I think it's about making it a priority. Try not to schedule it. Ask, this sounds weird, ask for help. But if you need like a babysitter or, you know, just to like, get out of the house or get your kid out of the house. Mm-hmm. I think there are creative ways to do that. So, Definitely. um, okay. Kind of to go on this theme. Thank you, Abby, for this question. This is a typical Abby question. You know who you are. Um, is sex the same? Do you want to answer that? Or do you want me to answer that first? Um, I think I can go first. Okay. Wow. Um, Look at you. Honestly, I would say it's better. I would too, honestly, which is weird. I think it's, I don't know, almost, it, it's like finding a new groove. Yeah. In a sense. For me, I think it's because it feels more intentional now. Well, that too, but also I think it could do, it could be related to feeling more connected. Yeah. Now that we have a human together yeah yeah um we're connected on a different level Mm -hmm. that it brings i guess more just a a stronger connection yeah no i agree i will say um it was very i was very scared to have sex after i had him like i'll never forget (laughs) i will share this story because it's about me so i don't care but you go to your six week appointment, you know, your postpartum appointment and to get, you know, cleared quote unquote. Um, and I came home and Jordan was like, all right, so you're good. And I was like, well, I'm still bleeding. And he was like, what? And he had no idea I was still bleeding from having Chandler because you can bleed for weeks. And I was, and he was like, okay, never mind, just kidding, and like moved on. And <laughs> we like laughed about it. But I very much was not in the mindset, mindset or body. I was scared. I was like, oh no, 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 no. What I think is funny about that is I would say most guys know more about that six week post like time frame of like your doctor's appointment post when you can actually start. Like I heard more about that than I did the entire birthing process. And right. They're else. like, Oh yeah, six weeks you can go, you can go back at it. Like calm down. My gosh. But I was definitely, I'll never forget to my friend. So she had a baby a couple weeks 
um, after we had Chandler and she has had multiple babies. This was not her first baby, but she had texted me like a few months after and was like, so, or no, I guess it was, yeah, it was probably like two months after it was like eight weeks Mm -hmm. or something. And she's like, so have you guys had sex? And I was like, no, (laughs) I was like, I am scared. I'm tired. I don't even, I don't even have time to like shave my legs. So I like can't even fathom like going any further than that. She was like, I know. And she's like, well, when you're ready, you know, it is going to be weird, but you just got to rip the bandaid off. For me, it was weird the first time. And I don't want to say weird. I don't want, like, that sounds, that's maybe a harsh word. But I was nervous because Mm -hmm. my body's different. I was breastfeeding. So I also was scared that I was going to, like, spray milk at you or something. (laughs) This is graphic. Mom and dad, fast forward. Um, But, like, there was just, your body is just different. There's a lot going on. So I was just a little nervous and, like, self-conscious, I guess, a little bit Mm -hmm. about that. But you never made me feel that way. It was just like a me thing. Right. And then, um, but then it's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid. Like once, once we did it once, I was like, okay, we're good. Like it wasn't a big deal. And now I, I do agree. Like now I feel like our sex life is better because we are more intentional and more connected during that time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like right, whatever. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for talking about that. People didn't think you would. Good job, babe. Okay, last question. What is be- What has been the best and hardest parts? So I don't know if that means with parenting or if that means like with our marriage and parenting. Let's do marriage and parenting because I think that's like the main premise. Like that was like the... Um, well, you can do both if you have like parenting. From a parenting perspective, I, I think best part is obviously... Seeing him grow. Yeah. Um, I just seeing the little things that remind himself of your own self, plus also your spouse. Yeah. Um, seeing little things that you're like, wow. That yeah. Is like Chandler, like Chandler looks just like Jordan. Acts just like you. And acts exactly like <laughs> me. It's kind of terrifying. And I'm already. <laughs> Very scared of he, years to come. He has a serious short fuse. Like, short fuse. Like I do. Plus, like, Goof. outgoing He's goofy. goofy. He's waves and literally will just walk up to strangers and blow them a kiss. Like, he's very friendly. Not that you're not friendly. He's, <laughs> he's, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's already looking like, yeah. I know I'm doing something wrong, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah, he's a little mischievous. Yes, big time. Yeah. But I would say that's from a parenting um, best. That's top. Um, I guess from a marriage standpoint, best is just that connection that I was talking about is it's so much deeper. Um, yeah. It just goes to a different level once you have a kid together. And, yeah. Um, there's like a different level of respect. Of There's like a different level of understanding. understanding. Um, I think it's really interesting too. Like we were both raised very differently. Um, not good or bad, just different. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and so to kind of see how our parenting styles are and like kind of like mesh those together so that, you know, we're on the same wavelength, but like at the same time, 
kind of seeing what we each bring to the table, like from our past experiences, like growing up or just like our personalities, like that's, I think, really cool too. Mm -hmm. Which kind of transitions into the hardest part. Okay, yeah. Of parenting is ensuring that you're on the same level. Yeah. Um, Because obviously different situations, I would handle something completely different than you would. Yeah. And... Um, obviously we talked about it a lot and what yeah. we would do. And, and we continue to, I mean, it's yeah. not something that you talk about once and you're no. like, okay, one and done. But, <laughs> it's definitely like, okay, like I didn't really like love said, how growing, this was. Growing up completely different. Yeah. You, it's just one normal to me is different to you. And, yeah. um, but I think obviously we talk, if something, we didn't like something, we would say something at that yeah. time or, um, but that is definitely the most difficult yeah. um, aspect of the parenting situation. Again, it just goes back to your priorities and everybody's are going to be different and your situation is going to be different if you're both working, if one person's working outside the home and one person is staying home. It's going to look a little different for everybody. But um, and And like I think the other thing is to keep in mind is like we're very blessed. We have family and friends that are yeah. around that can help we like we have a support system you know if you're in a space or in a time where you don't have that support system it is going to be very different for you and um but i do think even more goes down to the timing yeah for sure but i would also say on that note to really just try and find a community however that looks whether it's like through a church or through a mom group or a dad group or um work even work friends friends, if you know if you have to get to that point where it's like that is your option then you know finding a community of people that can support you I think is super important but I think for me the best part about being a parent um I definitely think is just like seeing the world through their eyes and like seeing how they take everything in and they're learning and um they just don't see all the bad of the world. And so it's just like a really beautiful thing to see like that innocence in a kid, like just take in the world through their eyes. I think that's Mm -hmm. super awesome. Um, The best part about being married now that we're parents, I think is definitely like seeing you kind of bring out that inner child a little bit. And like, because you'll be silly with me sometimes I have to really work at it to get you to be silly but like it's like that's not that's my natural personality that is not your natural personality but it does come out it's just not like your first like line of defense necessarily (laughs) but like with Chandler I feel like it is like you very much are embracing like that part so like it kind of makes me fall in love with like a different part of you like because I get to see a different like shade of your personality if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Um, I think the hardest part about being a parent is just not knowing if you're doing the right thing. And if you're like messing the kid up, I mean, we're all going to mess our kids up. They're all going to counseling at some point. Everybody, everybody needs therapy, but, um, nothing wrong with it either. You know, no one is perfect and it's, we're all doing the best with what we have, but I think that's the hardest part for me. And then the hardest part with marriage now that we're parents is, mm, I think, yeah, I think it's like for me personally, because I'm with him all day 
every day for the most part. Like there's a lot of things that like him and I do in a routine. And then sometimes like on the weekends Mm -hmm. or like when you come home, you don't know that routine or that thing, you know, whatever it may be. I can't even think of an example necessarily, but like, I'd be like, oh, well, this is how we do it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not really fair because it's, there's not one way to do anything. And also it's okay to not do the same thing Mm -hmm. always. And it's like, I don't want to be, become resentful of you. Right. And this, these last two months have been completely different. Right. With me being, right. Being able to help at all. Yeah. So Jordan with his injury, like it was, it was a, it was a heavy two months for me. I was slowly, slowly losing my brain. You can ask everyone at work. That is the main thing I said. I feel bad for Ellie. That's the first. Cause it's like, he couldn't, he couldn't carry Chandler. He couldn't. Which is kind of crazy. If I had this, I feared this injury for, this is my biggest fear. And yeah. uh, And, um, if I were to do it by myself, it would have been completely different. Yeah. Because I think I'm thinking more on your end of like, I feel terrible that I can't bring anything to the table. Right. Whereas if it was just myself, I would just be sitting on the couch, watching Netflix. Miserable. But (laughs) I'd still be miserable just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Okay. Well, those were great questions. Thank you. If you sent them in, we really appreciate it. Um, Okay, so we're going to, I just want to ask Jordan a couple final questions. What is your favorite part about being a dad? Oh, man. Um, You kind of already, I mean, what's been the best part? But, like, I guess maybe, like, let's do a favorite memory. I, well, obviously the birthing process. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have to have you on for that episode because I feel like you're going to remember more than I will. Yeah, it was just such a crazy time and... Um, then it's so weird and, uh, shout out I mean, to Connor. He, he's told me this for years. <laughs> he has two boys, but as soon as they're here, it is like a complete flip in your mind. I'm not a violent person, but if someone ever did anything to him, it's like you would do anything in your power. Yeah. And it's that, so that alone I think is the biggest impact and like the best part about or the one memory um is just the birthing process and him coming out and especially we didn't we didn't find out the gender so right coming out and being a boy and yeah it was really cool care either way no but but it was um, super cool to like have that moment as i said we got a baby boy it was just a crazy feeling yeah that's a good one um and then do you have any advice for either first-time parents or people that are currently pregnant and or wanting to get pregnant, kind of just first-time parent, like, tickets, a little nuggets of knowledge. First-time parent, um, I would say for anyone that doesn't think that they need time, like, um, I guess I'll just speak from my experience, but it, if I didn't think I needed time, and I went through this process now, I would definitely think completely different about it. Um, So if if you don't think you need to take off time right away and it it is your first child, rethink. Yeah, like like that. If it isn't just for you, for your... For your spouse spouse. or your partner, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I think if it is in any way possible, even a couple days, I'm not even like I four weeks is crazy. Like that is. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone deserves that. Unfortunately, it is not the norm in our country. But I think even if you can take off three to four days, that is better than nothing. I think a lot of the doubt too, becoming a parent is like, you know, you're going to give up your own time. You're so used to doing things your way. And, but we still do a lot of things. Yeah, we do. With Chandler. Like, we'll as a family. Him, we'll take them to breweries. Yeah. We'll take them on hikes. We'll do all of the above. And we're still getting out of the house. And right. Yes, it's not as much, but right. you still get to do things. To, so don't think that it's completely gone. Right. But then you also start to appreciate. Yes, the time that's what I was just going to say. You, you, it's weird how you shift and you. You're just as excited to be at home experiencing just the whatever, you know, dinner. Like tonight at dinner, we just sat and Chandler was reading this poop book and kept (laughs) saying poop over and over again. And we were honestly belly laughing that it was just so fun. Like it's just your outlook on life just kind of shifts. And um, but you still get to do a lot of the things, you know, Mm -hmm. if you make that a priority for yourself, like you can still do and. We, like we said, we went to Mexico right? and we, you know, we made that a priority for our marriage and for our life friends, is not over. you know, life is definitely not over. So, okay. Final question. If you could do anything just for the hell of it, what would it be? You already know the answer. To this yes, one. I do. But we would pack up and go to the Caribbean or Hawaii, live on the beach. Uh, Jordan's dream is to live in a beach shack. Just like Shaq, maybe we even open up a tiki bar. Like a tiki bar. That's what he always says. We can if just any, open I mean, a tiki bar and we can just You know, Tom li- Cruise yeah, cocktail style. Just live right on the beach and I'm like, okay, so what about tsunamis or like and oh we'll be fine. I'm like, okay. Sure. I think we have a good community and support group that we could always get. Okay, but they with. wouldn't be our whole community is not moving to the Caribbean. No, but we could always leave before it got there oh right because we just have endless amounts of money this is it you, you yeah know, in i did other episodes i heard money i know was not an issue. it is not an issue you're correct i do love the idea i think it would be cool but i just don't know that i but it's almost like we already live on the beach like why do we have to go to the caribbean you already know the answer to this too yeah he hates the winter three months of beach <laughs> we get all right babe well maybe one day we can live on the beach but you heard it here first, folks. That's not, that's not today. So, well, thank you for doing this. I know that it was painful for you. Um, no, it was great. I had to bully him into doing this this evening, but we got it done. We did. So we will um, do my pregnancy and postpartum one soon because um, I have a lot to share about postpartum and kind of my take on it. So... Anyways, well, thank you for listening, babe. Thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. Thank I, you. I love you. Love you as well. Love and, me more. Oh, he did that only because we're recording. Okay. Um, thanks, friends. We'll see you later. Well, he finally did it, folks. Now I just have to convince him to come on again to talk about my birth story and postpartum because I will be honest, it's a little foggy. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to share it with a friend or on socials. 
As always, thank you for being here, friends. I will see you next week. Thank you.